welcome to a uh, special shorter edition of Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. Um, we are going to just kind of talk about some of the things that are going on in the news, both locally, nationally, and uh, what's happening in our community. Right. Uh, we could call it a little snack fest to keep you, to mm. bide you over um, while we put out more episodes. Snack fest. Yeah. I, I like snacks. snack fest, actually. So uh, before we recorded this episode, though, we would uh, like to tell our, our wonderful listeners that um, we started the process of, of brewing our own podcast beer, Wild and Free, a Battleborn Bach. Can you tell me what what what's a Bach? What makes it a Bach? Well, a Bach is a style of beer. It's generally amber in color, very malty. Um, we are also using local Nevada wildflower honey oh, for this beer. Are you really? Where from? Oh my God. Pahrump. It's from Pahrump. Oh, so by your house. Haha, <laughs> funny. Guys, we have a running <laughs> gag here that um, Jacob and our creative di- uh, director, Berta, live out. Um, in Pahrump. In Spring Valley, but it's so far from like the, where everything is happening in the city really that Spring I like Valley. to refer to it as Pahrump. But right. anyway. I mean, although Allison frequents Chinatown and we are, we are right at the doorstep of Chinatown, so it's not really that far. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's dive in. So let's let's talk about some things that are that are current in the news. Um, I think probably the thing that as I checked the newspaper this morning, um, Trump uh, wants to meet with uh, Kim Jong Un. Do we hear about this? We didn't. Yes, I think we, <laughs> we did indeed. What are your thoughts? Well, the first uh, I saw a meme um, that was the best, which was Trump. Um, talking about how he's he's really nervous to meet his uh, internet friend in real life, like oh, yeah, Kim Jong Un being his his internet friend. So um, right. I think this is uh, this is a great way to build um, a really unneeded relationship with North Korea and make two people that shouldn't feel important feel really important. That's what I think it's all about. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, I am of the I'm totally a, about. Uh, engaging our allies and our enemies in uh, diplomatic discourse. So this is, you know, um, I'd like to believe him and believe that this is, uh, he's taking a step in the right direction, for sure. Um, It would require a lot of um, on-the-ground inspections to make sure that they actually have, don't, are not producing and have gotten rid of their uh, nuclear weapons. So, but I'm hopeful. I'd like to believe that this is, you know, we're on the right path. So not a distraction for Trump allegedly hiring an attorney to represent him in a possible impeachment is what you're saying. Right. You think this is you hope it's genuine. I would I would like to think okay. so. Yes. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. We'll 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 see how that goes. Uh, so Oh, no, I'd like to oh. reference cuz I was telling you guys earlier about this uh, New Yorker con- cartoon. And it says, President Trump now finds himself in a position to potentially bring peace and unity to Korea. And then there's a little apparatus next to the gentleman, and it's laughing. It's Alexa. So artificial intelligence, knock on wood, will be liberal down the line. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. We should have asked our expert, uh, Aaron Karlikowski, about that. Yeah. Next time we have him on, we'll do it. For sure, for sure. So uh, other thing that was uh, pretty prominent in the news this week is uh, Florida passed some pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, for Florida, pretty heavy restrictions mm. on firearm usage. And then our freedom-loving friends at the National Rifle Association sued Florida, despite the fact that they are very pro-states' rights. Yeah. So how about, I mean, we, we, I think we're all aware of the, the shooting that took place um, of, on Valentine's Day, uh, Parkland, um, in Parkland, Florida, at the, the high school there. 
Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on uh, the NRA also suing? Speaking of which, did you see that video that the NRA released of um, Dana Loesch with the, the um, uh, hourglass talking I, talking about the war on media? Yeah, tell me that about they're, it. They're I, gonna, I, they want to engage um, in a, the war on media because the media is, is misportraying the National Rifle Association. Oh, God, really? But then the, the kids, the Parkland students... Released their own video. You mean the paid protesters. Right. The George Soros <laughs> paid protesters that just so happened to be going to that high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I know that uh, we were all in high school once and they're all drama kids. And does that surprise anybody that these kids are like on it being I, drama theater kids? I wish I would have been exposed to the art at that age. Look at me bumbling here. <laughs> mumbling and bumbling on this podcast. Um, but okay, what was their So the rebuttal? kids the kids were like, no, this is, this is about where this is... It's your time. It's time's up for you, NRA, mm-hmm. um, in supporting the death of innocent children. So that's so the kids really they 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 made the video themselves too. Well, I mean they did make the video themselves. Although conspiracy theorists and our right wing friends, some of them may say that they were paid to make this video. Although you can tell one was paid, one was made with uh, millions of dollars of marketing budget behind it, and the other one was filmed in a living room of a high school student. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear which one's which. It's so sad the world that we live in, where these people want children to be like you know are i'm again mumbling so just you know go ahead and yeah vilifying vilifying innocent children who were subjected to a terrorist attack just so happened that the terrorist terrorist was a young white man yeah so let's talk about the uh, the bill then it's not an assault weapons ban. Uh, right. It does outlaw outlaw um, bump stocks, which is this thing that they put on guns that makes them automatic weapons. That was I, used here in Las Vegas as well, the it, Las Vegas shooting. Oh, was it? Yeah, bump stocks were used. All righty. Yeah. Well, 40, uh, $450 million are being put into law. Uh, they want to put implement this program where they put law enforcement officers in every single school. They want to upgrade school security with uh, metal detectors, bulletproof glass, reinforced doors, and other measures. Um, at the end of the day, what they're trying to do is just militarize schools. Right. Right. And criminalize, uh, in particular, uh, these underserved communities. Well, and I mean, I, 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 I agree with you on that. I also think that um, if we're going to spend money on schools, is this the right way to spend money for schools is on protection? What if we focused on the education and uh, provide services inside the school that may actually prevent these things from happening? Are you advocating for the purchase of books versus weapons? <gasps> yes, books. Psychological services for sure. I mean, I know I didn't go to school here in Nevada, but when I was growing up, I mean, there was there was at least in high schools there was like a mental health professional in the high schools, and I think now they share them if they have them at all in most schools. So it really, I mean, I think I think uh, education and awareness would have had really really gone a long way. Also, we can provide. Uh, services for parents mm-hmm. um, have school professionals you know t- teach parents about these things as opposed to militarizing our schools yeah no it's yeah. a it's a travesty some of the things I heard about right after the shooting too were having metal detectors on all at, at all school at all schools I'm like those where are we gonna get the money for that we don't want even we don't particularly here in Nevada we don't want to pass bond issues that will help rebuild schools that are literally falling apart why would we then pay for metal detectors at these schools that are falling apart? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And in essence, you're just converting them into prisons by doing that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these programs are going to disproportionately affect people of color. Right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, they will. Definitely, they will. So uh, let's let's jump into some local issues. Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, latest news um, in our race for governor is that Ryan Bundy, son of the infamous Cliven Bundy, is running for governor. Am I to understand a, that you're a not a big non- fan of the Bundy clan? The only the only Bundy that I like is Al Bundy from Married with Children. He's my favorite of the Bundys. Don't think he has any relation to Cliven or Ryan. Yeah. He was a racist little man too, though, right? Uh, he was. Uh-huh. He was. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I use favorite as not I like him, but of, okay. the, of the Bundys. I gotcha. I, I mean, got you've you. got Cliven and Ryan. You've got Ted, the serial killer, and <laughs> Al. Yeah. So of of those of those those that group right. of Bundys, I'm gonna take Al as my favorite. Of the of those white male Bundys, yeah. Oh, God, the state of Nevada, man, it's worrisome. It is. It is. Although, I mean, this could create a, a real interesting uh, election because if we if if we have a, a very libertarian, well known candidate running against either uh, Dan Schwartz or Adam Laxalt, that could uh, take away. There could be there could be an interesting race. Um, it could make it possibly easier for the Democrats to win. If, if there's a libertarian taking away some of those votes, yeah. particularly in the rural communities, because we know that's where Laxalt's primary support, as well as Dan Schwartz's primary support would come from, is those rural communities. Democrats definitely have their work cut out for them. They do. Yeah. They definitely do. They definitely do. So, Allison, uh, are there any uh, upcoming events you want to tell people about? Anything yeah. exciting happening? Yes, I'd like to end the episode on a lighter note, right? Yeah, most definitely. Um, two great things that are coming up in April. One is the Believable the Believer Festival that's being presented by the Black Mountain Institute takes place on April 13th and 14th and for those that don't know this will be the second time that the Black Mountain Institute hosts it here in Las Vegas it's a two day roving festival of writing, music, and performing arts Uh, proceeds from one of the variety shows actually will benefit the BMI City of Asylum program which is a program that provides a safe haven for writers that um, face censorship or are escaping prosecution in their home country for uh, for their work. The other is the Home and History Las Vegas event put on by the Nevada Preservation Foundation that takes place from April 27th to the 29th. And a very cool series of events that include architectural tours, um, home tours, cocktail parties, exhibits, lectures, everything celebrating Las Vegas history and heritage. I've volunteered with them in the past um, at some of the kinky homes here in the east side of town. And it's a great festival. And if you're looking to learn about um, our heritage and support Vegas history, it's a great event to check out. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you, I'm really excited as a music fan. Uh, you know that. I'm excited for the Emerge LV. Um, it's the Music and Impact Festival, or really, I would say it's less of a festival, more of an idea um, incubator. Uh, so it's taking place all over Las Vegas, um, April 6th, 7th, and 8th. And I love their tagline, which is Escape the Echo Chamber. So it's all about bringing hmm. new music or emerging music, emerging artists and ideas to the forefront. Um, and so it's, you know, kind of challenging. Um, and I am a music festival fan, and it's kind of challenging what's been going on in the music festival industry where every every festival is the same and so yeah. this is really bringing some artists and and what's really great is it's a diverse set of artists from all over the world and we're talking 
we're talking not just musically diverse, but we're talking ethnically diverse, gender diverse. It's going to be a really powerful, powerful event for, for the city and for the music industry. Um, and it's actually created by uh, the, the, the individual who created Life is Beautiful Festival. So this is his, mm-hmm. his new baby now that Life is Beautiful has kind of moved on into the uh, corporate, corporate sector. So, but concerts are taking place all over the city. It's very, very exciting. Um, I already bought tickets to the showcase that, one of the showcases I'm most looking forward to. Um, and so I'm really excited to see what sort of talents and uh, who did ideas. You, who this are point. you excited to see? So the, uh, the band that I, that, is, that I know of already that's in the, this showcase is the National Parks, mm-hmm. um, which is a semi-local band. They're from Utah. Um, and they play uh, pop folk, pop folk, if you will. Um, but then that the showcase is particularly headlined by this uh, this uh, kind of uh, psychedelic indie rock band called The Palms um, mm-hmm. that is from Los, Los Angeles, and they're quite good as well. So the national parks have my heart, but uh, really excited to see The Palms as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Dude, I just thought uh, it just... Uh, I realized we have a David Byrne concert coming up at the Smith we Center. We do. <laughs> oh my God. You may That's not actually... know, listeners, that we are talking head fanatics here. Super fanatics. Right. We were born under punches. We, <laughs> we weren't, but. No. <laughs> no. But we love him. We do love David Byrne. Yeah. He's going to be at the Smith Center, which is one of the best performing arts uh, venues, seriously, in this country. It's oh, magnificent. Yeah. And um, I'm actually trying to put together a little flash mob. I think I shared that with yeah. you outside in Symphony Park in front of Tim Bavington's Pipe Dream. I think it would be awesome. Maybe by the time this comes out, you'll know if it will have come to fruition or not. Um, right. Jacob, I'll invite you to go and dance like a maniac. As um, long as as long as long it's to a Talking to Heads or David Byrne song, you got it. I mean, it's life in, under wartime. Is that the song? Life Life in wartime. Life in wartime. We're living life in wartime, right. so I think you should join me. Right. So a lot of Perfect. great stuff's coming up in April. It's a fun time to be in Las Vegas. Do check these uh, these events uh, coming. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Well, and this has been a special edition of Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. Uh, who's our support uh, in the studio today, Allison? We have support by our producer, Jose Sotelo. Our research assistance and fact-checking by Ashley Pacheco. And creative assistance by Berta Gutierrez. episode was secret tacos jacob i've been trying to get the culinary union to tell me where they get their tacos from (laughs) once a year they visit my office and they bring in these tacos they're super flavorful and juicy and they won't tell me where Mm, they they won't reveal the location it's kind of like that 130 rock (laughs) episode with the teamsters so shout out to our local union the culinary union if y'all want to sponsor us and tell me where you get those tacos do let me know (laughs) all right